Welcome to Brewskies and Housekeys. I'm Nicole Kostelecki. And I'm Nick Papantanakis. And we are here with Remax Alliance in Old Town, Arvada. How's it going, Nick? Pretty darn good. How are you? I'm good. Good? Doing good. It's uh, nice to be back in here, hanging out, drinking beer, and talking about real estate. It is indeed. It's been an interesting day out, weather-wise. The rain has come. For the loyal listener, we talk about the heat a lot because we've been doing this podcast all summer, and the whole summer's been hot. Yes. This was so nice today. I know. I got a lot of work done today, which is really good. It's amazing how that works out. And it's perfect because I feel like, I don't remember. Do you feel like back to school time was always hot when we were kids? I don't remember. Yes. It was always, always, so it was always a double-edged sword for me because my birthday is like right around back to school. So I'd be excited for my birthday, but I didn't want to go to school. And it always ended up being like the first day. Which, by but the way, it was Nicole's hot. birthday's coming up, just for those of you that are looking to, you know. Yeah. Just, Send so, us some beer. About a week or so. She loves beer. As gifts. It's okay. Yeah, I think so. And this was really welcome. Today is official first day back to school for, for the schools in our Arvada area. Did they so. go to school? Did Jane go to school today? Jane did not. Her school's different. Okay. And so they start start on um, Thursday. We actually have back to school night tonight. Um, so yeah, kind of a little ice mode, cream though. social. Uh, it's a barbecue. So Ooh. I don't know if there's ice cream as well, but it should be a pretty good time. We get to meet her teacher. We haven't met her teacher yet. So that'd be fun. So yeah. What else went on this last? Oh, well, we should probably talk about, I think a couple weeks ago when we did our episode, we talked about the upcoming Remax golf tournament. Yeah, we did. That was um, to benefit uh, Children's Miracle Network. And um, I think it was a pretty successful day. Do you know how much we made? I, I can't remember. I have no I idea. I should look that up. But um, how did you shoot? For them. I We did good. So it's a scramble format. I think we got sixth. Nice. I, I don't remember what we shot. Like 59? No. I don't remember. But I did get longest drive. She did get longest drive. I was there to <laughs> I see. I do remember that. <laughs> so that was a big so, deal. Yeah. Um, How do you guys do? Uh, we, I think we got a participation award for sure. Um, we, I don't remember how we shot 11 under maybe. And, uh, we, you know what? I think we shot better than the year before. Nice. We had a good time. And it wasn't, um, as many of these as it was of birdies. So, you know, that was, I think that was a good balance. So we weren't uh, a mess, uh, on the golf course. So you had more birdies than beers? I think so, actually. So that was a positive thing, I think. Well done. Yeah. Winding down summer the right way. Speaking of what we're drinking what are you drinking nick so featuring new belgium today if unless you've been living under a rock in the last 15 years you've heard the name new belgium they've been around a lot longer than that but um this is the from the voodoo ranger series this is the 1985 ipa we haven't determined if this is a seasonal guy or not i don't know but, but it I is love it. a mango ipa it says mango and spice uh, I get a little bit of clove, but I'm not sure what else might be in there as far as spices. It's really good. It's extremely obnoxiously refreshing at 6.7%. So it's like, it's so good. My first one went like like that, um, you know, and so it's it's a little dangerous, but it's really delicious. So that's been my favorite beer all summer. Oh, so I thought I, I would share it with Nick and Nico. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, how about you? What do you got? I'm drinking their more crush. Well, that one's crushable too. Very much. But so. <laughs> their Mountain Time Premium Lager, which is you know straightforward lager, crisp with taste, and 
I call that the camping companion. That's one of my favorite beers to take camping. That's a good name for it. It's so light and it's, so drinkable. And like after you've been out in the heat all day or whatever, like if you're out in the woods or hiking or whatever, it just tastes good. Tastes good yeah. for that. Mark Moser calls it crushable. And the avalanche <laughs> are behind it. So, I mean, really, if the Colorado avalanche are going to uh, spot, you know, be behind something, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in it. I agree. Yeah. Yes. But New Belgium, yeah, it's a bigger brewery up in Fort Collins. And um, they have an event coming up, which is Tour de Fat. Which, so. oh, thank you, Miko. That was very <laughs> well timed. That is what it looks like to pour, yes. uh, for those of you watching the video, to pour a 1985 Voodoo Ranger IPA. Uh, very delicious. Love the canned mm. art. Canned art is always, their art has always been a thing. I think New Belgium's done a good job. Um, but Tour de Fat is, for those of you that haven't experienced this, uh, I haven't done it. It turns Fort Collins into kind of a zoo carnival atmosphere. Um, it's a it's a bike parade that runs through the streets of Fort Collins. With music. Tens, tens of thousands of people come out on this day mm-hmm. to do this, this bike ride. Um, there's live stages all the way along the route. And so there's music playing in different spots. People dress up in completely ridiculous garb. Yeah. Um, black thereof. I did it once while I was living up there. <laughs> And uh, I don't have any stories like like we heard from Nico before we started yeah. recording about someone wearing <laughs> not much of a costume actually and sharing. But on the three three stacked bikes or whatever. That's the other thing. Yeah, bikes you see these that were bizarre stacked. bikes. I mean, homemade craft. Homemade and yeah. like, but methodically thought through, like really really cool things. You can tell that some Fort Collins engineer yes got a hold of a welder. And made a crazy hundred <laughs> percent, and it's That's but it's awesome. so much fun to see. It really does shut down the town for that block of time that day, but it is a good time coming up on. It's like September third, Saturday. So it's soon eleven to eight. Gosh, well we got a road trip to make. Couple, yeah, Labor Day weekend. Big staple Colorado um, brewery, though we definitely love having them in our being from our state. That's for sure. Yeah, I like their beers. Big time I'm a fan. So. If we're here today, we know that we are here. You clicked on this one for the market update. So today's um, middle of August, but we are looking back at July's stats as we often do in the middle of every month. So let's dive right in. We got some some facts and figures that we're going to talk about. We're going to analyze a little bit. We'll talk about what they mean. So first things first, let's talk about home prices. So finishing up July, the median home price was sitting at 595,000 even. That is... All residential combined, that's attached, which is condos, townhomes, parent homes, that kind of thing, and right. detached, which are single family homes. That is, um, you know, a $20,000 decrease in median price from, from the month before. So, you know, we'll talk about what that means a little bit, but really, I think, you know, prices decreasing is kind of a general theme right now, I would say, in, right. in, in a lot of places with a lot of different properties. Right. I would agree. We've kind of seen Across the board. Yeah. yeah. Detached specifically median home price is sitting at 650000 So that's a 3% decrease from June, from the month prior. And then um, attached median home price is 408000 which is a 5.12% decrease from June. So prices are dropping on both right. by, by good amounts. So I think, you know, um, I think it's it's a little bit, likened to what we were experiencing back in, um, you know, price range wise, it's kind of coming back down to where things were in around March of this year, I think. The average or the median price. Yeah. yeah. So the median price was very similar to what it was back in March. 
Um, but yeah, and I think I think that's just you know that course correcting that's happening because things couldn't keep going up forever, right. and so it is going to eventually have some balance to it. So I think that's what we're seeing a lot, um, especially given how inflated the market was coming mm-hmm. out of 2021 in general last year. So right. so yeah. Um, overall, though, that means we are still up um, 11% compared to this time a year ago. So prices right. are still higher. Yes. Proving that investing in real estate is still a good long-term decision. Right. I would say. I agree. So that's uh, that's kind of some facts and figures. Nicole's got some more. Yeah, some additional information. So one thing we like to look at is the average days on market. Um, and right now it's sitting at 13. So that's up. 44% from the month before, so the month of June, um, which I was saying, so it doesn't fully depict, though, what's going on and what we're feeling as far as houses that are on the market, because there's quite a few that have been on for like a month, maybe a little longer, maybe two weeks, you know, kind of that longer range, but those have yet to go under contract or close yet, so we're not including those in our stats. So I think we're still kind of having a delay on exactly how much average days on market there is. I think you're right. I think the the drop in price comes first, yeah. as we're seeing in the numbers yes. already. And then in a few months, we will then see those days on market reflect what's more realistic as well. Correct. I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. Um, and then as far as active listings, so we are up 21% from June. At 7,361 homes. Keep them coming. Yep. And end of June was at 6,000. So, yep. So, up 20%. And then it is an 81% increase from July of 2022. Or it's July of 2021 to July of 2022. So, we have that many more houses on. Were we at like a 95% increase from June? Of 2021 to June of 2022, I, I, I feel like it was so. in the it was 90s, high. and it's so it's it's indicative of what's going mm-hmm. on, which is, is more houses on the market, less stressful for people out there looking to buy a home, right? Which is awesome, I think. Yeah, um, and then a couple, another interesting fact that I had kind of looked up is houses withdrawn from the market. This one blew my mind. Yeah, so. A withdrawn listing basically means it was on the market and then the seller decided, okay, I don't want to sell anymore, so they took it off. So in the last 30 days, um, just in the Denver metro area, so on our regular MLS, um, there were 1,248 listings that were withdrawn from the market. So that was in the last 30 days. So then I looked at from 30 days to 180 days out, and there was 1,500 withdrawn. So basically the same amount. Almost the same amount. Yeah. In the last 30 days, which, I mean, could be attributed to so many factors. It, yeah, it could. Maybe some people kind of put their house out there and was saying, okay, I just want to see how much I can get for it. And then they decided, well, it's not going to happen. So they took it off. I just thought it was so interesting just how many in the last 30 months or 30 days. So the number in just in that last month yeah, was almost the exact same as it was for the past six months. Yeah. That's just, that's insane. So I think, you know, one of the other things I've seen is that folks are, um, I looked it up and like a couple that are withdrawn, you look at them, you look at the history and they become uh, rented as of July of 2022. So folks are deciding to hold on to them. 
and rent them out versus yep. try and sell them because they weren't getting the price they wanted or whatever it may be. So a lot of different, you know, ways people are approaching it. I yeah, think. that would make sense. I guess the people that don't need to sell, there's just a little bit more of them that are just taking them off instead, maybe focusing on a different avenue of revenue. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Creative thinking. Yes. That's what they're doing. So yep, yep. interesting stuff. Yeah. How about interest rates? Where are those living right now? Interest rates are at 5.25 for 30-year fixed loan with 10% down. Hovering. I mean, they're hovering around that 5% mark. And good credit. Yes. I mean, that's that's been good to see that it's been, you know, between 4.8 and 5.25 kind of for the last, I don't know, 30, 45 days, 30 days at least. So that's nice. A little bit of relief there too. Definitely. So, you know... Besides interest rates, I mean, everything is looking awesome for buyers as far as the market is indicating. And Nick, maybe you can dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, overall, we always, I always like to say, you know, it's the right time to buy when it's the right time for you, but it's really not a bad time to be in the the buyer driver's seat right now. Um, You know, looking back at, at how things were going, I think that, you know, that we know that market from the kind of early stages of 2020 through the beginning of this year was not sustainable. It wasn't. And it made buy, it put up a lot of barriers for buyers. Mm-hmm. And I think really what we're seeing with these market updates every month is that it's becoming more and more accessible to more and more types of buyers that maybe we're not able to get in the game. Right. And think, yeah. And we're feeling it out there in the yeah. trenches for sure. Yeah. On so, both sides. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's important to be able to note because it was that it's on the market by Friday. It's probably going to be gone by Monday. That's not the thing anymore. You can mm-hmm. you can look for a property that you're more in love with versus pulling the trigger too fast, which I know we've said a lot on the market updates, but it's real. I mean, it's just the reality of what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that drastic change, I think, really does um, allow for buyers to take a breath and, and make an educated decision, which I know I've said before, too. But um, it also allows them to be mindful about negotiating and understand that, hey, I love that house, but I think it's overpriced or I think maybe it's a little too high. It doesn't just mean the sticker price is not the price. Right. I mean, they can go in and negotiate and offer something else and then go back and forth a little bit. That is okay to do. And, you know, buyers are a little bit more in that driver's seat to do Mm -hmm. that versus where they were a few months ago. So um, I think that's an important one. Um, And then um, what else? I mean, I think I think that, you know, buyers and sellers um, you know, can have a little bit more of a relationship aspect to it versus it just being a transaction. Because at the end of the day, you know, if somebody's got a house that's sitting on the property for or on the market for a little while, um, you know, they can they can know who is going to buy that home and have a little bit more of that relationship based decision making process versus it just being, you know, right. And it's a lot. All the time. Yeah, it's a lot more interactive because you're having those negotiations back that weren't there for buyers. You know, you're not giving away everything, so you're still having those appraisals and you can negotiate based on that if it does come in low. And then you have inspection and you can negotiate based on that. Yeah. I'll so th- it is, it does become more of a relationship that needs to be working. And that's a big deal because it wasn't that way before. It was very transactional. It was very just get it done, get it done in a lot of ways. And I think this is nice to see for a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And last thing I'll say, just a quick one, is if you are a buyer out there, it's important to look through what possible concessions the sellers are offering because that's been a hot thing too that I know you're going to talk about a little bit more but um, I do think that that's a thing to look for too if if people have reduced their price then you may be able to have some sort of 
um, seller concession at closing to buy down your rate or to pay some closing costs, whatever it may be. So Right. And I think it's important to know as a buyer because if there's, you know, a certain price point that you're looking at, well, maybe just a little bit above, you can buy down, have the seller buy down your rate. That's a that's great advice. Yeah. That's fantastic advice. So, so just some thoughts from the buy side. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the sell side. Yep. So on the sell side, so like we've said before, it is important to make sure your house is nice and shiny when it hits the market. So make sure you're decluttering, deep cleaning, um, all those things that just make it look homey and inviting. Um, so that's, you know, that's normal. But sometimes there's a lot more deeper things that need to be done to houses. And it's important to think of your timing of when you're going to sell. Sometimes you don't have that luxury. Sometimes it's like, okay, got to go, got to move now. But if you're thinking of moving in like a year, maybe start looking at, talk to an agent, see what they suggest as far as different kind of updates and what might be, you know, worth your return on investment, your ROI. So see what would be good. Some of those main items like maybe new carpets or painting. Painting's huge. Um, painting's really big, especially as we see other loans. You know, back in the, you know, March, April, back in spring, most of the offers that were being accepted were just conventional and cash. So we weren't really looking at those government back loans. And the government back loans, when they do their appraisal, they're doing an inspection as well. And that means that you have to do certain things in order to make sure your house is up to code. So no chipped paint. So making sure your paint looks nice, that's one thing. Maybe adding railings if needed as well. So doing some of those changes throughout a year can make it seem way less daunting than if you need to put it on the market and have only a week to do so. Well, and to to emphasize that further, I think... Um, I was at an event this morning, like a mastermind thing that our local association of realtors, DMAR, put on. Um, they talked about 86% of people through the pandemic and beyond are looking for that real estate experience to be a one-stop shop. Meaning if they are thinking about selling, they want to come to a person that can tell them what all needs to be done and provide those resources. Whether it's, hey, I know a great painter. I know somebody who can do that. That, yeah, that totally. And we you. do. We do know people. 100%. So it's a good person to go to. <laughs> Absolutely. So being yeah. a one-stop shop is is something that Nicola and, and I both know. I know that we pride ourselves on. So that's a, that's a big part of it is is talking to that agent. I mm-hmm. agree with you. So that there's, there's that dialogue started so you know what to expect. Well, and sometimes, I mean, you live in your own house, so you don't know. Like you don't, as you're living there, you don't realize maybe, oh, maybe I should do something here or maybe I should do that because you're in there every day. So sometimes bringing in even outside eyes, just it just is helpful. Yep. I think you're right. Yeah. So that was the main thing that I was kind of talking about, wanted to talk about for sellers. Um, the last little bit that Nick had kind of mentioned too, um, and I think it's important for sellers and buyers, is just knowing that if you need to sell fast because you kind of got caught in this, you know, in the this midway, this huge shift, and maybe you're under contract on a different home and you need to sell fast, I mean, the main things you have to look at are like price and then offering seller concessions, which is why it's good for buyers right now if a seller is in, you know, a little bit of a pickle. 100%. And having your agent market it right for you. Market that price, right? Market that those concessions, right? I think you're right. So, so, yeah. 
So, Fun I mean, stuff. a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. We have a couple listings out there. Maybe Nico can shout them out there for us. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, let's, love, let's do that. We said how much we love Nico. We love him. He does good stuff. Um, but yes, um, lots to talk about, obviously. And we our phones are always on. So if you guys do want to reach out to us, um, our, our numbers will pop up at the end of the video. And they're also visible on all outlets for uh, getting in contact with us through um, you know the podcast outlets as well. So please reach out to us. We want to talk to you. Um, thanks as always for listening. We appreciate it. And thank you to new Belgium and their infinite ability to make wonderful beer beer and just know what they're doing. It's just, it's so good. So good. Um, and like I said, if you liked anything that we did today or any day, if you've listened to any of these episodes, please let us know. We want to hear it. We want you to subscribe. We want you to like the episodes, um, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, and definitely reach out to us either through Instagram or on the actual um, podcast platforms as well, or on YouTube. We love all those comments and get the feedback as well. So, Website um, coming soon. And website coming soon. Ooh. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, man, we're excited. Right. In the meantime, cheers. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.